We are recording. You are live with the Mixed Master, Radcliffe, and Logan Terrence. Josh Kalis may be soon to join here on Claptella. We need to, that's what we can talk about. Reach out to some people tonight and say, hey, can anybody do intro music for us? I already did. I hit up a dude named Duran Robertson. He's a, a rapper on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, SoundCloud and rapper. That's exactly what I was looking for. I want that. Yeah. Totally. Actually, I didn't really ask him for that. I was going to, and then I was like, man, if this random dude that just like listens to his music a little bit messages him and he's like, look, man. Will you do a stuff? How much for a verse, bro? <laughs> like, uh, it probably right. won't take me too seriously. Give you a t-shirt. Maybe. Okay. Hey, what about, wasn't Kayla supposed to get a set up with Yellow Wolf? Uh, yeah. Dude, he doesn't carry his weight. Remember, we, when was that? It was a long, it was like ages ago. We were back, uh, actually we, I was like, Dave, you'll do a free verse for our... <laughs> <laughs> oh man if yellow wolf did an intro song i would die so happy that'd be amazing all right we are live i don't know it says we're live on zoom and now we're live on the book of face episode three clapped out podcast still looking for a title for this thing but uh we are back and this is the only like this is about as committed as we have been ever to anything like our, in life. our promises, like in reoccurring. Life, yeah, we said we're going to do something, and man, we are overachieving right now. People keep asking where all the notchback videos are. Remember when you said you would pay people? Are you trying to duck people on that? Is that why we haven't seen a notchback video in a long time? Was I supposed to, what was I supposed to do? I'm sorry. You said if you attention. didn't make weight, that you would pay a random person. Yeah. So I wanted to, I was going to do on line. more than that. Because, uh, yeah, well depending on when you started watching. Um, so originally, it was going to be every week if I lost. Okay, okay so you're going to just play games in the background there, Robert? I'm, I'm putting this on live. I'm turning the I forget. Down. Originally, it was I wanted to lose five pounds a week. Yeah. And then if I didn't, I'd have to pay out. And then after three weeks, I'd lost 15, whatever it was. So I ducked it down to three pounds a week because I kind of hit this plateau. And then all the drama with the transmission for the notchback went down. And I literally had nothing to make content with. And I wasn't just going to film like, hey, I'm going to butt connect these two wires together for an hour on video. So that actually leads butt into... connect. <laughs> yeah, that's what our... We should open a Radio Shack style store and just call it the <laughs> Butt Connectors. <laughs> oh, dude, dating show, the Butt Connectors. For should electricians. We change it? No. <laughs> I think we changed it. Let's pivot this. Let's like, pivot this. It's like farmers only, but for electricians. Let's pivot the podcast right now. Hang I on, think. Are you, are you wearing a, I got to ask, are you wearing a biggie hat because of your weight? No, my sister gave me this hat. It is a dope hat. It's a pretty good hat. It's been in, I've had it sitting around forever. Um, all right. So no, shut up for a minute. Back to the notchback. Cause actually that's a good pertinent topic. <laughs> um, so yeah, originally it was every week I'll lose weight, and if I don't, I pay people. And then I had absolutely no content to film, so um, it just went on the back burner. I, I bought a TVD six from this dude; took forever to get it. Well, George, I got my money back. Was given just the runaround, and now I'm putting actually today, which was the most ridiculous junk of the world. I didn't even tell you about this, Rye. So uh, actually, you know the video I sent you of the the trains <laughs> making all that noise? <laughs> yeah, your ratchet shifter. Oh my God, dude. So. Um, I got a UPRK member and a, a set of motor mounts from a guy named Joe that makes them. Joe Pinto, I think his name is. Um, puts the engine super low and super, super, super tight to the firewall, which is good if you're racing. When you're trying to put a transmission in, it's not, it's not, not so much. It's not cool. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not stoked on that. Um, it actually, I shouldn't say that. It's my own stupid fault for not. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I get the AR5 all together with this FabBot kit. Shout out to Fabbot again for that. And yeah. I go to put it into the into the car, and there's no prayer of it fitting in the stock bell housing area. So I'm beating it like a redheaded stepchild, trying to get the clearance I need for the bell housing. Finally, I have this come to Jesus moment, and I'm underneath the car, covered in dirt and rust, and keep passing my face through these spider webs that have been there since the car hasn't moved in forever. 
I'm just I have like a mini freak out. I'm like, I'm done. I don't care. I'm done for this stupid car. I'm done. And like I like army roll out underneath it, and uh, I decide that I'm gonna pull the engine and I'm gonna bolt the trans to the engine and then slide it all in as one to save me the headache. So I, I pull the whole front bumper off, pull the Holly Terminator off, I pull the intake manifold off, and the very last thing I do is I loosen the two motor mounts and guess what? The engine tilts back with more than enough room for me to bolt the trains up. So all I had to do was loosen these two bolts on each one on each side of the motor mounts, and it would it went right in. So then I go to bolt the transmission in, and as I'm like finagling it in, which by the way, if you have a twin disc or a triple disc, getting a transmission, a TVT six or AR whatever to seat is such a pain in the rectum. Um, and I do all this legwork. I finally get it seated, and I. I click the trans in a fourth, like accidentally, like I'm reaching up in the shifter hole and I click it and I got the, my hand on the yoke and I go to spin the yoke to try to line the input shaft up. And I hear, and I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah. The video you sent me, it it sounds like, it sounds like a roller coaster going up, like ting, 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 all the way to the top. Yeah, so I I was like, okay, maybe maybe it's just how an AR five transmission is, you know? Yeah, totally. So I put it I put it in first, and yoke doesn't move. Second doesn't move. Anyway, um, I did all this work all weekend just to hear. Yeah, let me see if I can. <laughs> <laughs> can y'all? Here, this is that's here. the noise. If you if you're listening, that's this when is, it's in this gear. Is what his transmission sounds like. Hold on, I gotta play it. I forget we're not. We're gonna post this to a podcast, so they won't be able to see it. This is me spinning the yoke when it's engaged in fourth gear. My transmission. Here you go. Oh, sounds great. great. So that was my that was my weekend. Is Josh Josh. trying to bump in here? Yep, Josh is here. Ladies and gentlemen, weighing in at a hundred and (laughs) ten pounds, soaking Soaking wet, wet. standing at five foot one inches tall, Mr. Josh Kalis. Kalis, 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 Kalis. Hey, Josh made it, everybody. Can't hear him. Can you hear him? I can't hear him. Can you hear him? I can't hear him. He's messing with us. I can't hear him. Staring. Can you hear him? I can't hear him. I can't hear him. Can you hear him? Look how concerned he looks. He looks really concerned. For the viewers at home, can't see this, but Mr. Joshua Kalis. Joshua Kalis looks very perturbed, as if he just revored. Revored? Man, I had a whole thing go. Reviewed his 401k. His 401k has taken a huge dive, and he's very, very temperamental about it. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Let's see how he takes – let's see how let's this see plays how out, Logan. Man. Hey, there he is. Right. He made it, dude. Hey, are my, are my headphones working? No, you sound yeah, great. You're good. You it was you trying great. to, like, make me test them, like, 15 times. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, what the heck? Oh, oh no, you're good. Yeah. We're more than six minutes in. We can cuss now. Yeah, we oh, I remember you guys telling me like no cursing and stuff. No, like we just didn't video. like the, the, the podcast. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. The I mean, we smoke and drink non-alcoholic beer on it. So, um, ah. I had a joke about him using narcotics that didn't work. Because Rai, you overstepped your bounds on that. I just had a whole thing staged up. Um, okay, so today, oh, looks at like Brian Davis joined. Oh, Chucky, is it because Josh is on Brian? Because you didn't watch when it was just me and Rye. You yeah. sell out. Yeah, I said it. We don't give a shit about y'all. We're Camaro buddies, man. 69s all day. Yeah, you guys 69? Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's out of the park. It's a grand slam. Oh, man. Um, okay, so let's back it down a little bit. Let's talk about everybody's weekend. My weekend was terrible because my transmission sucks. Josh, you got a wastegate issue figured out on your car, right? Uh, maybe. I'm hoping so. Okay. Well, I, you know what? I try to that. I try to put the wastegate back together, and I bench tested it, and it was still leaking. So from the, the diaphragm, yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe the new wastegate will help. I've heard a, tech, a little tech tip, uh, and I don't know. I've never had to do it because I'm somewhat of an expert. But baby powder helps keep you from pinching the gate. I feel like I don't know if that's a setup. It's not. Josh, do you feel like that's a setup? I feel like that's a setup. Talcum powder. Somebody in the comments, let us know. I don't is he know, related not, to Rob Deerdeck? Is my internet messed up or is it good? No, you're, no good. you're doing great. You're we, have a, we, have a, we have a fan asking if you're related to Rob Deerdeck. The answer is yes. 
Yes, he is his father. He's Rob's father. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> oh my God! So you yeah, Brian, you better learn out. Yeah. So uh, Josh has had some issues with his uh, with his Camaro. Actually, not really at all. You just beat the hell out of it and have a couple small finicky things that you're getting sorted. Um, Rise Mustang. Why have you not raced your car, Rye? Huh? Why have you not taken the orange car to the track? Dude, I'm trying to play catch up and like make a bunch of money right now as I prepare for drag week. So I got this thing over here and I'm doing a couple little things. Cleaning up some nonsense yeah. that I don't I, like. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I think that you're doing something to the Mustang and you're being quiet about it and you're not <laughs> telling anybody. I painted the hood. And, and you're going to come out and you're going to be like, it's all the same. And then you're going to try to knock my dick in. It's right here. It's right here. Yeah, lift the hood up and then take the camera over to it. Let me it's a pin on hood. It's a pin on hood. I'm, not, I'm not dealing with that right now. No. I don't want all to. All right. So today's subject <laughs> is why is a liar. Oh, yeah. Yo, dude, my other no, chin's but... kind of going away. I, let's talk about my health. How does my chin look? Does it look slimmer than normal? Eh, you really want us to tell you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just spit all over this thing. Josh, is um, your boat in the background or is your boat at the dock? Where's your Where's the new boat? Boat's up north. Damn. Up north? How much further north? You're in Michigan. How much further north can you get? Two hours, man, where it's uh, in the land of sun and fun up there. That's in Canada. With his Fiji water. Look at this guy. All you yeah. No, but uh, 11 weeks till drag week and my anxiety is is starting to rise. So we'll be out testing here very soon. I mean, I know what the car has to do in the eighth mile. And what does it have to do in the eighth mile? Uh, if I can get a 550 anything, that's pretty much a guaranteed 850. Anxiety. Ain't you did some tours in Afghanistan and Iraq and all that kind of shit and you got anxiety for putting your yeah. car together? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I, don't, I rarely yes. do this, but I'm backing Josh up on this 100%. <laughs> Have, haven't people thrown things that are explosive at you in the past, and now you're upset? Well, you do have a bomb underneath your hood, so I'd be upset too. Yeah, I know the guy that built that thing, so that's uh, <laughs> nah. It's drag weeks that, that somebody posted it, and I saw shit, eleven weeks, which is to me, you know, that's less than three months. It's right around the corner, so lots of stuff to to take care of. I mean, I know the car is capable of surviving drag week, but it's like I got two goals this year, which is run drag week and do as good as I possibly can and redeem myself for my piss poor performance last year and then stomp Logan into the fucking ground, which are two very separate programs. One is 850 cruise easy and the other one is I'm gonna I'll push the crankshaft onto the track if I have to to beat you. We gotta put a router we gotta put a we gotta put a router in your garage. Your feed sucks. <sighs> It was doing techno noise, just was being it? honest with you. Yeah. I wonder if it's the fan. Hang on. No, no. Yeah, I'll talk. The, I'm going to go okay. and plug my fan. Okay, I'll talk. So here's what happened last year on Drag <laughs> So if you guys weren't uh, – if you didn't follow Clapped Out last year and you weren't and you weren't tuned in, I don't blame you because the, the channel's terrible. But um, Rye goes on Drag Week. He, we have the support of, of a couple different companies that were helping him out and – the first day of drag week is just a straight up thunderstorm. So he gets to the track and it's raining like crazy. And all the racers that are there basically, basically get one shot. They get one pass and that pass has basically got to hold them over for that, the day. Like whatever you go on your first hit, that's the hit that counts towards the week average. So Rye pulls up to the beams um, and rolls the beams in the wrong gear, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. When I came out of the burnout box, you know, burnout procedure is – one, two, three, let up the line lock, roll it out, pull the shifter back into first gear, <laughs> get up to the line, I love stage story. the car, and I don't do the bump on drag week. Like the, 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 there's no reason. It's not heads up. So get into the beams, grab a trans brake. Time out. Time out. Everybody at Brian Tooley Racing was standing in the office, <laughs> eagerly awaiting Rye Clemp's first pass of drag. I don't week. believe you. Everybody was like gathered round, like it was like the like it was the Apollo mission taking off. We were so excited. Continue mm -hmm. with your story. Yeah, like SpaceX, right? When they just launch again. So yeah. you, you you come out of the burnout. It's advice Apollo thirteen. It ended up more like the Challenger mission in the eighties. Oh, 80s. that's not fair. What too soon? 
So he rolled he rolled out in what gear were you in set high gear? It wasn't happened? all the way in first gear. So it was in second gear. When I grab the trans brake, which doesn't have a second gear, leave. I put it to the floor and it rolls the beams, trips the timer, and I panic. And I was like, uh-oh, one and done, floored it. And I didn't realize it because when the car took off super lazy and I went to pull second gear, it was already in second gear. So yeah. Uh, ended up with like a 960 something completely taken out of contention for the event altogether. And my house was like two hours away. So I elected to save money uh, and, and head back home. And honestly, it's uh, we weren't sure if the transmission was hurt. And I kind of leaned on that as an excuse to just go home and be like, screw it. That's good. Hey, Wait, didn't I, you tell everybody that you broke? <clears throat> I didn't know if the transmission was hurt or not, so I oh. played a safe card. Oh. When I came this home, I did find, in fact, that the transmission linkage was out of adjustment. We went back up there on Friday, ran again, but yeah. Liar. Life's this is why, this is why we don't regret. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I will say, and I'm not trying to back right up because I hate him, but um, I will say that this event was, it was, I would have been in a similar mindset except I probably would have finished because I'm not a punk. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I don't even drive my car in the street five miles, let alone a thousand or whatever that hell drag week is. It's insane. Um, it's and speaking of drag week this year, yeah, it does. It's, uh, it's crazy warm in that car. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, can your, can your car make a pole without, I don't know, hiccuping or hitting a sink issue? Have you fixed that yet, Josh? Working on it. Uh, okay, well, don't throw stones if you live in a PP house, brother. Listen, I just, replaced, I just replaced every sensor, and it should be good Ooh, to go. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, Josh. We can, <laughs> we can stomp right. We can stomp right again. Matt Aruda, I think you know the name, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Heard he of him. He wants you to tell us how you found out that oxygenated fuel is not compatible with Bosch injectors. How did you learn that lesson, right? Let's see. Drag Week uh, 2018. So Drag Week 2018 was the first year I ran Drag Week. First day, eight something, like 870. So we were just, this is when we were trying to outrun the hurricane. That was Atlanta and Darlington. We went 867, head to Z-Max. And at Z-Max, I brought jugs of E85. I switched the car over to pump gas. And I could see the ethanol content starting to get lower and lower and lower. And I'm like, all right, I need to find some E85. Well, you would think that Race City, USA, Concord, North Carolina, or Mooresville, North Carolina area would have like E85 everywhere. Uh, false. So I hit up my good buddy, Eric Yost, over there at Customs by Biggin. Shout out to Biggin. And <laughs> so- I'm trying to hit the fast forward button, but- Shut up. This is working. a podcast. This is what we do. We talk. Oh, sorry. Okay. You're just sitting down there smoking and drinking your <laughs> Fiji. All right. <laughs> so- I hit up Eric and I was like, yo, do you have any E85? And he's like, well, yeah, I got C85. And I'm like, oh, C16, E85, why not? So I bought two jugs of it, poured in the car, car runs 863, cool, hit the road, head to Bristol. I'm like, this is a new best. I'm going to pour all C85 in this car. And I'm looking at the dad at the hotel that night. I'm like, it went a little lean, so I add a little bit of fuel to it. Well, what I did not know is that C85 has what is known as MTBE. I don't know what that acronym stands for, but it's an oxygenated fuel. It is not compatible with a Bosch 210 injector. You just lit your cigarette backwards, you dunce. I know, look at that. <laughs> MTBE. <laughs> MTBE stands for Methyl Terbutyl Ether. I don't know how to pronounce any of those words. Right. It's a liquid that has been used as an additive for unleaded gasoline since the 1980s. MTBE increases octane and oxygen levels in gasoline and reduces pollution emissions. And what I can also tell you is it increases the uh, or decreases the lack of flow through a Bosch 210 pound injector so bad that it will torch your cylinder head out to the point where you can pretty much stick your pinky between the block and the head. But shout out to Mataruda because he had a pair of junky five, three heads sitting in the back of a pickup truck and we slammed them on the car, no valve seals, nothing and hit the road and drove it all the way to Atlanta. And we finished drag week in 2018. 
The uh, and Matt, I do have your heads. They have been refreshed, and I'm. So, I haven't shipped them out yet. It's not. It's not you. It's me. So, it's just who I am as a person. Okay. If you've been waiting for at least a year, two years. Be good. This was, you know, I've been it's, waiting. It's two years because this is dragging. You haven't shipped this dude's heads in two years. You know how much it costs to ship heads? Oh, yeah. Uh, probably a little bit less than it would cost you to buy a set of heads when you're on drag week. Mm-hmm. Probably cost you a little bit more than shipping out stickers to me I've been waiting on for how long you has it been now? You didn't get those yet? No. Hey, it's so weird. Josh, the last time the last time you did a video with a clapped out shirt in it, I believe you had to dig through about three piles of garbage to get to that shirt. And then you threw them on the ground. Like, ground. <laughs> like they're dirt. Like, we're just dirt to yeah. you. He didn't respond. We're dirt. We're straight dirt. We're straight dirt. <laughs> oh, man. Is it hot in here? Is it is this me? No, you look it great. Hey, um, on the topic, uh, your your wife responded and said that we're a bunch of freaking plumbers bringing up old shit, and I love that response. <laughs> so, on that note, what happened the last race of Drag Week 2018? Uh, you made a pass, but it wasn't on all cylinders. You heard, you thought you heard a cylinder, but what, in fact, was the reason that it was not firing in all cylinders? So... When we put the car back together in Bristol after fixing the head, we started up and it's popping and banging through the intake. And we thought, like, oh, damn, it got a valve. And it was just backfiring through the intake. So Scott Sublet from Drag Week, Week, Scott Sublet from Drag Week, uh, goes around the car, unhooks the, uh, the coils, finds a hole, grounds out the plug wire, and then we unhook that injector and we hit the road on what we thought was seven cylinders. Didn't realize this until I got home and started tearing the car apart. Uh, in the heat of the moment, I literally just forgot to tighten down two rockers, one intake and one exhaust. So the car was actually only running on six cylinders from and Bristol all the way back to Atlanta, Georgia. Hold up. With all these stories, and you're a helicopter mechanic? Yeah. You should definitely <laughs> ride it. Anything dude. I work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to, yeah. Just to touch on that again, this man is in control of your life if you're in a marine <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This He also told me a story. We were talking, we were trading stories back and forth. I said, Rye, have you ever been in a helicopter that was like on its way down? <clears throat> he paused for a moment and he said, yeah, nah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, there was one time. Well, no, no, it just caught on fire for a little bit, <laughs> and then and then we landed and everything was fine. See, the one guy he tried to grab the fire extinguisher, and I was like, no, 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 come on, we got two more engines. Just one of them's on fire. Yeah, I don't need all that bullshit up. So don't spray the engine. Leave it alone. We're only fifty feet up. Like, just so, leave it alone. Chill out. I don't want to clean that shit up. He's the guy that wakes up as the plane is in a, a crazy tear down from the sky and wakes up mid <laughs> mid descent and just says no, they sure. had all the fire trucks rolling up on us like whoa time out guys hey i remember easy, uh, easy. i remember joey was telling me he was in one of those helicopters and he was like fixing something in the back and the door was open or something and he and it sucked him out and he had to like hang on to the to the back and was just three quarters of the way out of the helicopter oh They're super true. Super, I don't know if it's true they have it a Joey or not, but it does happen. People call it uh, supermanning. And he had uh, no parachute or anything? No, you don't have parachutes on him. Parachutes? Parachutes are allowed on board marine helicopters. Uh, but no, like my wife said, if you get on any of the helicopters I work on, if they're not leaking oil on you, then get out because that means they're empty. Hmm, that's fair. But now the, what Joey was talking about, like some people are do that for fun. Like, grab onto the ramp and Superman off the back. Cause you get this big vortex coming up off the tail of it and it'll hold you up. Scott from Dragway can tell you probably way crazier stories than I ever could. So crazy. So I'm going to sell the RX seven. Really? Lies. No, you're not. Yeah. I think I'm going to, uh, I think that I'm going to make maybe two or three more track outings with the car this year. Um, Hell, if the car goes a seven, anything the next time it's out, I think I will be putting the car up for sale. Mm. And what are you gonna get? I have come to this conclusion after, uh, obviously, you guys know some months and months of, literally, how many times have I called you guys and been like, I think I want to get rid of it. It's At constant, least twice a week. Um, so the car is a little too much uh, race car, and I don't have David Barnum. You shut your mouth, Logan. <laughs> shut your warm mouth when you're talking to me. Um, there's a lot of things that, that are contributing to this decision, and the first of which is 
Um, I live an hour away from work. And if I want to move closer to work, it requires more money because real estate's much more expensive up where they are, where the shop is. And this, the sale of the RX-7 will allow me to do that. Uh, that's one of the reasons. The other thing is I've, I've driven the car a total of maybe a thousand miles in three years. And um, I just don't have it in me anymore to, to try to now roll the clock back and turn it into more of a street car after going as far as I have with the car. So as I find myself driving in an hour commute to and from work every day, I'm thinking to myself, man, it would be nice if I could just hop in my what, six gen ZL1 Camaro or my whatever, insert car here and, and enjoy the drive Ugh. to and from where, yeah, you guys can hate all you want. Um, and, I, and it's kind of just where my head is. I just, I don't know. I'm not really, uh, I don't know. Don't think, uh, I don't think it's going to be long for my garage anymore, man. So that's where I'm at mentally. And, uh, and on that note, I will make sure that I bury the clapped out ET so low that Rye never has a chance of ever, mm. ever no, catching. It's definitely one that's not happening. And two, you better not sell that car until I break it off and you heads up. Don wrote back gross when I said Camaro six gen. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Get a C5. No, Alan, we've already had Well, I'm going to be honest with you. In those next two or three outings you go to try to get that seven or whatever it is you're going to sabotage for, me. I just hope you break it because then Damn. you could start making some more videos. Wow. I really? would, dude. Damn. No, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe my mind will change. Maybe I'll go to the track and have an awesome, awesome, awesome track day. I mean, that's what happened when I, when I went 890s with the banger. I was ready to sell the car then. I was just so sick of it, and I was tired of working on it. And then it went one good pass the whole year, and I could not wait for the next season. Then the next season came, and we had that unfortunate engine failure, which basically put me out all of last year. I had one day at the track last year. And then this year, coronavirus hits, and I literally the track's closed down for three months in the best temperatures possible for that car. So it's just one of those things. Like It's been a series of events that have led to me just kind of not really, I don't know. My head's not in it anymore. So you're you know, out. I mean, not out. I'll stay in. You know, I'm not going to open that closet door. <clears throat> what a fucking bummer. Selling the RX-7 and getting a ZL1. I think Dude, you'll... so nice. I love those cars. I feel like you'll regret it, but I also feel like you'll be back. I really don't, I really don't know what I'm... I'm not 100%. This is like 87% of me is going to... Is leaning towards that way. Um. I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. Again, I am a very impulsive person. I know you guys probably don't know this about me, but uh, I make decisions fairly quickly (laughs) (laughs) without thinking of the consequences or whatever is going to occur in the future. Your emotional status is as predictable as the weather is in North Carolina. Like, (laughs) you're a liar. You take it back. I'm fine. Everything's fine. This is so fine. Everything's it's so over the top. It's ridiculous. Josh, even Josh is there guiding me. I've seen it. It's fucking stupid. No, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. It's stupid. Gotta, oh, we need to make stickers or no. shirts to say, what would Logan do? Sell it on the back. <laughs> yeah, and just have a checklist of like all like complete over here and over here. Just yeah. the two polar opposites. Yeah. Um, Detroit just, Hood TV, Mike. Got to switch up drivers. Like to see Rye drive Logan's car, Logan and Josh's car, and Josh and Rye's car for a few hits. So I've driven um, two out of three cars on Clapped Out, so... Rise, yeah, Rise taking some half mile passes in mine. Not, not in the current setup, and I've also wrecked your car. Well, I didn't, yeah. I didn't hit anything. So if I don't hit anything, is it really a wreck? I would, I would trust Rye driving my car. I would you trust wrecked you the making... paint. He wrecked the paint. That's what I mean. Saying. It was already oh, no. kind of wrecked before. I just wrecked a new area of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I, I, I fixed let's... it with sharpies everywhere. Just, I just. <laughs> Remember that. Remember that? Yeah. All right, uh, Josh, I want you to roll this back. Josh, I want you to tell it from your perspective. You tell me the story about the time you gave the keys to your 1969 twin turbo LS swapped Camaro that makes 1300 horsepower. I want you to tell the story about the time you gave Rye the keys at a half mile event in California. Was it California? Mm-hmm. Wait, well, the one he was... spun out? The one yes. he spun out or the no. other one? Oh, well, now we got multiples. Let's hear the one he spun out and then the one where he wrecked your paint. I broke your car three times if we really wanted to lay it out. <laughs> well, no, the, hey, the very first time, the very first time I let him drive was we, we were in Koalinga for a half mile event and he was going to, he was my passenger for the very first pass. And so, and mind you, this car had been running perfect forever, but then the very first pass at the half mile, I get it into third gear and the thing just starts popping and banging. Mm-hmm. So I pull off 
And that is on a Saturday morning, probably like what, nine in the morning after yeah. And we just start going at it, trying to find the problem. And we thought maybe we couldn't find any issue to be honest. So we thought maybe it was the computer. Uh, I was running the fast system back then. So we said, okay, we got to get a new computer. And Koalinga is about five hours from LA and we found a new computer in LA. So my little brother jumped in the car. <laughs> yeah. We were all like, we're done. Mike Dude. is like, no, we're not done. I'll drive this. It was like nine hours round trip. And he drove and got back at what, like three in the morning or something like that with the computer. I, I think he, he got back real early or whatever. But yeah. so anyway, we're there at the airstrip. I pull the computer switch the dip switches, do all that shit and go for a pass. Same shit. Didn't fix anything. So this is Sunday, the, the last day of running. And I'd say we had what, maybe two hours left or three hours left. Yeah. Of the day. I remember we were spraying. We're trying to figure it out. Cause it was like, it had a dead hole and it would only rear its head when it was in boots. You couldn't really tell at idle. And I remember sitting there spraying water on the headers and I sprayed the plug wires, and I felt it in my balls. It shocked me so hard. I was like, okay, well, anyway, the plugs are fine. <laughs> yeah, so there, there, there's like eight people. I mean, it seemed like a hundred, but there was like eight people all over the car. I'm in there changing dip switches and shit, and Rye just goes, everyone stop. And everyone stopped and looked at Rye, and he literally just went click and pushed in a fuel injector harness, just click, yeah. found it. Fuel injector, what's the harness on a fuel injector? I don't know how. Can we get to it. the point where you spit his car out? I didn't ask for yeah. this whole damn backstory. Oh, I break it on this one. So annoying. Nah, but the backstory makes sense on why he got to drive it the second time. Oh, so, you don't like when I do you like you do me? You don't like when I interrupt your stories, do you, Josh? Oh, <laughs> you may continue. <laughs> motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> you may uh, continue. Dickhead. <laughs> All right. Continue. So anyway, he goes out, and the first person he starts racing is Armic with that Ford GT twin turbo. And damn, dude, how they, fast has Armic been in the half mile? One ninety something. At that point, yeah, he was like in the one nineties. And is this a standing half mile, or is this a yeah. rolling start? It was oh, a no, rolling no, no. start. No, no, no. Back then, it was back in these days. It was different. It wasn't a standing half mile. It was like a. It was more like roll race type shit. And they didn't even they didn't even clock the the times at the end. It was just who got to the finish line first. So Rye, I think Armick was at like 1,300 horse in that 4GT at the time. Yeah. And Rye, Rye ran like neck and neck with the dude until fifth gear, and then the 4GT crept out on it. Yeah, remember we were pulling up, and you're like, oh, you're lined up with Armick. I was like, yeah. Hey, how do you work this boost controller? Let's turn it up. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, the car did all right. I think we ended up fucking up a vacuum line or something that day right no um, that was when the cam the cam gear remember we went down for the finals we we're gonna race armic oh, again yeah, 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 and then the car wouldn't start and turns yeah. out the cam bolts back loose and the timing set fell off into the car or into the motor yeah. drop down luckily it didn't happen under a run under power it just sheared the pin off the cam and uh we we caught it eventually but yeah, ended our day early, but we still took home second place because we we're the second fastest domestic car. I think is this the, the one that you spun the car? When someone, where do you nah, spin the car out? We Come the next a hey, the next event we went to was at Willow Big Willow. Yep. And it was a roll race, but it wasn't a whole half mile. So we were getting. I think I I think I was running one sixty mm-hmm. on the on the straight on the on the roll race, and Armick was there, and he was running in the high one sixties. So I went 160, but I didn't like going into turn one after that because we're on the on the on the racetrack, you know. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys have seen, and this is just me kind of nerding out a little bit, real quick. But the the racetrack that they're at in the beginning of Ford versus Ferrari, that was the racetrack, that front stretch. So that's Willow Springs, and we're racing. I don't know. I think it's turn nine into turn one. So it's about a third of a mile. And that's what that's yeah. what they set up as like a trap speed competition. So you go hauling ass into turn one, and you have to make turn one. Uh, I didn't make turn one. Yeah, well, I made <laughs> turn one, but I didn't know that you could go into turn one at like ninety miles an hour in my car. I was I'd slow down to like forty, yeah. so I, I wasn't staying through the traps full throttle. I would as soon as we hit the first beam, pretty much, I would lift to make sure I could get into turn one. And Rye was like, "Let me see what I can do." And I think you went four or five mile an hour faster than me or something yeah. like that. But and you still- would have made turn one, but he slammed on the brakes and locked him up. 
So what and I then, did. <laughs> and then he, yeah, and then he got off the brakes and then slammed on the brakes again and fucking spun that shit right off the track, and it was doing 360, 360, 360, and it, and it didn't. So now, split. hold on. Let me, let me interject real quick. I want to interject for one second because, Rye, I can tell you're chomping at the bit to tell your side of this. Yeah. However, what I want to hear from you, Josh, when you saw your car getting loose all the way down, <laughs> and what was going through your head as you're watching your, one of your best homies going 360 in your quarter-million-dollar Camaro? I hope he dies. Because <laughs> that's a, you know what I mean? That's like, that's a fucking story right there. Oh, Dude. my God. Shout I... out to Willow Springs for having, like, so what I did was, <laughs> I, I hope he dies. <laughs> so I pulled up and I was talked to, it was, I think it was Ryan Fisher from Shift Sector. He was standing there, like, kind of lighting, lining everybody up. And I was like, Hey, does it matter what lane I finish in? He goes, nah. So what I did is I started in the left lane and I finished in the right lane to give, so I turned a third of a mile into a little bit more room to kind of like really stretch his legs out. And yeah, the, I jumped on the brakes a little too hard and it just locked the back up on me. I felt the car switch a little bit on me and I looked in the mirror and I saw a big cloud of smoke. And by the time you glance, you're going that fast. He just covered another 100 yards, and I was like, ah, we're going in the dirt on this one. I'll tell you what pissed me off the most, though, is I wasn't even mad at that. Like, the car looked all cool. It was dirty and chipped up and shit. But Rye's wife, Estella, when I was, like, making fun of Rye, she goes, nah, Rye was just a little bit more committed than you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, damn. (laughs) I love. I really do love that, though. That's I had awesome. to put my head down, and I was like, "The motherfucker was committed because he stay in that shit through the, through the second trap." And you know what? But me and Rye are both fucking idiots because that car would have took that first turn. We were going. I, I went through that turn at like thirty-five miles an hour. Yeah, it would have. I. I just. Well, I just jammed the brakes too hard. I should have done a shakedown pass and got used to the braking zone or whatever. But in my defense, too, the dude who finished number one was Armick with the four GT. He spun out as well. He went like 170 or something like that. I think we went 167, and he went like in the car that in the car that he owned. He spun out of his own car. But he also (laughs) was smarter than I was because he just pinned it and looped it and stayed on the track. He's like, I'm not going to the dirt, so he just floored it. Uh, I went right into the dirt. Like immediately, like the second the car went sideways into the dirt, I kind of braced because I didn't know if it was going to be like soft and gravel or sand and like grab and roll. And it's your car, dude. You're like a foot shorter than me. So my head is like a taco up against the, the roof of this thing. I'm like, dude, if this thing goes over, I'm, oh, it's, I'm, I'm done. But the second it went into the dirt and then kind of just started like floating on the top of the hard pack, I literally let go of the steering wheel and I'm just like, fuck this. And then just <laughs> wait for the dust to settle. Grab my phone, text you, I'm good, and just drove the thing off on four flat yeah, We got tires. video of it. I, I, I put the video up on one of them videos. I, think. I have it somewhere from, cla- from Bryce. How many clapped out videos I did? Like two? It's in one yeah, of those. Two or, two yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, on the subject of spinning out, there. so this weekend there is a grid life went to Audubon Country Club in the Chicagoland area, Joliet, and um, a dynasty-tuned customer named Aaron Lichty is out there three out of four races he won that's not the point of the story the point of the story is to focus on spinning a car out and shitting your pants which i think i've done multiple times rye clearly josh you're just the toughest motherfucker that ever lived so you've never shaped pants <laughs> um but autobahn country club there is a turn they call the million dollar corner and i had finished building a c5 corvette and it was actually I didn't Dean's performance did it for me because I literally stripped the head bolts with a 12 point socket because I didn't know how to take an engine apart. And so I was 19 or 20 years old. Anyway, I'm still, I'm still an idiot. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I spun my car out. Tom Bagley, the track director, I think he was his title. I can't remember. At the time, he comes up to me before we got on, on track and he says, you know, watch out for turn three or I, forget, I think it was turn three. Watch out for turn three, have some fun out there, like kind of give me a hard time. And I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. And then like 12 seconds later, I spun my Corvette out and turn three and put it into the wall. And then I realized that I don't, oh yeah. Yeah, the car came around on me and I was on track with, with a couple of my friends that have K-series swapped cars and the car comes around on me 
I tagged the bumper against the rear wall. I put it back in first gear. I put back around for a caution lap, put it in the pits. And that was the last time I raced on a road course. That was it. I was done. Called it a day. The pucker factor was absolutely huge. Damn. Yo, I, yeah. I literally live five miles from a, from a road course named Grattan. I'd like to see I how just, the Camaro would do on track. I just want to go there and start learning how to, like, really drive, not just street little drifts around turns and U-turns and all that type of shit. Like, I actually really want to go up there and do it. I just don't know if the, the Camaro is the car. I'll probably go all the way down to, like, a Miata or something and Man, start I'll, fresh. I'll tell you right now, and I'm not just saying this, I think that if you've never – yeah, you're, you're – garage is terrible sounding right when you walk away and muted it sounds so much better without you just as a heads up <laughs> um but i think i'll say with absolute certainty if i was to start trying to road race or trying to track race or autocross i would immediately go buy a miata after seeing what these guys do with these miatas geez, even in stock form and then they're doing the k-series swaps the k-miata stuff these are like 200 horsepower max at the tire and again aaron lichty is throwing down insane lap times, and he's he's winning three out of four races at Grid Life with a stacked field of really. I mean, that's ninety nine percent driver. I'm sure the dude's a maniac, but I'd be. I think it'd be interesting to see you behind the wheel of one of those cars. I think you'd have a good time, especially seeing how you drive a go kart and you're a maniac. Yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, or I'll just go learn in the Camaro, like whatever. That'd be fun too. I bet the Camaro would be a ride. If you turn that thing down and put it on a road course, it'd be a blast. I wonder what the weight split is on the Camaro, the uh, percentage front to back, left to right. It's 50-50, it's 50-50, 50-50. Really oh, close. Yeah. So yeah, it's my 200%. Buddy, 200%. Dude, I mean, side, side to side, front to back, it's like really close. Uh, my buddy Jimmer that he, he owns Go Fast Productions, you know? Mm-hmm. Jimmer yeah. Klein, he brought his uh, – Yeah, he brought his little balancing system over and we put the Camaro on it. And it was – surprisingly close but she's heavy you know what i mean she's i think it was 3800 pounds without me in it so yeah she's girthy that's crazy yeah it's, yeah, it's all steel i mean you know, it's all steel car right yeah but i like the weight you know i do no, i hate it i look at my stomach every day and i hate it yeah. <laughs> will said logan never spun out but that last pass from a few weeks ago it was close yes it was it's terrifying oh the one where you almost swap lanes Dude, I don't get it. I don't understand how I, I don't understand how people can go fours and threes in the eighth, and the car gets loose, and then they get back into it. I don't understand. I haven't. I can't fathom the idea of the car getting like chattering tires or getting out of the groove, and then lifting and stabbing the throttle back down. There's they got no way they running trash control. They're running a pair of brass low hangers that drag a third leg in the sand when they're walking on the beach. It's insane to me because even that, like the car gets loose and they stab it again, like. Man, it's, there's, it's like we we talked about it before. It's one thing when, I, when I'm driving my car, when it gets a little hairy, first gear, second gear, I'm like, all right, yeah, I can handle this. But man, when it starts to move around and when you're in third and you're starting, you're pushing well north of three digits mile per hour, it gets rowdy. And it's, yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff to hit. It's because you, you ain't got just, your shit set up right, man. <laughs> a couple people over there. A couple you people just joined. David Varner and John Rogers, so the IDS boys, on the subject of pucker moments, these are two maniacs in their own right. Because I've been at the track with these guys, and, yeah, we there's trash control set up on those cars, you know what I mean? And, and it does a good job. But, like, literally, I've, I've seen these cars, especially when John was a banger, that car would go a half a mile and a quarter mile track. I mean, it was the sketchiest shit in the world to watch oh, yeah. that car mega pass. And I don't understand. I mean, again, I could not wait to pull my parachute. It only went 170. I was like, just well, done with it. Like Robert Filger and my buddy Robert said, it, it takes seat time, which I totally believe that. I definitely yeah. got way more comfortable with driving my car over the past couple of years. But it's still, I don't know, every time I even press the button to start the car, it's just nerve-wracking. Because I, in my head, I'm just like, okay, how much is this going to cost if something breaks? I okay. still... I have trust and confidence in the car, but I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's on, I'm, I'm afraid to hammer on it. And I'm afraid I'm going to tear something up when you pour your heart and soul into it and, and tons of money. Yeah. And then you got guys like Josh that'll hit rolling anti-lag and go 165 on, yeah. on the street. <laughs> like, 
idiot. You know, this moron, Josh, you're an asshole. This guy, I get in his lane. He had a UGR twin turbo Lamborghini, and I was making a clapped out bit, this like two minute car view, and I was trying to talk shit on his Lambo. And he makes a hit, and I don't even, where were we at? We left the gas station or something. And my ass, literally in the passenger seat, couldn't look for brake pedal fast enough on my side. Like I was gonna be able to slow this fucking car down. <laughs> he got, it's, the car is so controlled. So first, second, third. I don't even remember how fast. I think we got to like maybe a hundred. It wasn't crazy. But immediately I go to stab the brake, the imaginary brake pedal, because I'm like, this dude's a lunatic. He's gonna kill yeah, me. but it's it's only because it was skating. You know, it like it was cold. Yeah, it was winter. That car skates pretty good, but it skates like real controllably. You know. No, I don't know, because I was in the passenger seat. So I didn't, yeah, yeah, remember I we were like, it skated half onto the shoulder a little bit and then came back over. <laughs> but I, well, every one of you will agree. Like, Josh, you never ride passenger. I've never seen you ride shocking in anybody's car. No, riding riding bad. passenger is a totally different experience than driving. Yeah, yeah, I'm super bad at it. I won't either. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so bad at it. When we were in Southern California, Joey and those guys would set me up. Maybe my, I'd be working on the car, and I'd say, all right, who's giving me a ride home? Yeah, and they'd be like, Joey, would be like, I give you a ride home. I said, okay, no, no, fu- no funny stuff though. Let's just cruise. I oh just, look, you know? is that is that Jake over there? That's and weird. And then we pull up to a red light, and here comes John or Jake or whoever right next, and I'm like, you son of a bitch. And next thing you know, the light turns green, and we're doing fucking one fifty something on Palomar Airport Road, and I'm just pissed off. Let me out of the car. <laughs> I'll take an Uber. But we anyone, got a guy, anyone that gets in my car, they're always like, hit it. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, yeah. No, I most definitely did not say hit it in the shoulder in the middle of the winter in your twin turbo Lamborghini, you dickhead. That was not me. I don't know what you imagined, but it was not me saying hit it. God. I, yeah, I'm a bad passenger. And, that, you know, super bad. You know, there. you remember the kid you met, um, Josh, Jonathan Hurst, the drifter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hearst is another kid that we work with at the Dynasty, and he is he's a very good wheel man. So Hearst, dude, he's a super nice kid. He's got a, he's really dedicated to his craft. But I found out that Hearst can't even ride in like a normal sedan. Like he cannot ride passenger, and even for example, my Ford Escape. So I forget, I forget, I, I might not have been the escape, but he got in my car and I just started acting like a jackass, like pretending like I was going to go into oncoming. And I thought for sure I was going to have to take him to the hospital because he was, <laughs> <laughs> this is a kid, like look up, he's, he's Formula Drift D2. And uh, this is a kid that will literally chuck his car sideways at 130 miles an hour on an upper bank in a, at Irwindale Speedway, like a maniac behind the wheel. And he just didn't, he cannot ride passenger. He'll throw up, he'll puke, he'll literally get physically ill. Yeah, man. I've got an opportunity to ride passenger with Ken Block on the Gymkhana stuff. I got an opportunity to ride with Von Gittin at Gingerman when he was... No, you didn't get in the car, though. Fuck no, dude. Wait, 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 wait. Like, time nope. out, time out, time out. Yeah, yeah, yep. When we and went this is to wild- Gymkhana 7, which is the first unicorn, you said, and I was standing right there next to you, you go... This is the only car that I will ever ride shotgun in. So you're okay. telling me you had the opportunity to, and you turned it Not down. Not in that later? car. No, 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 no. It was a. Uh, it actually wasn't a Jim Conn event. It was a one of the when he was doing the rally stuff. Oh, at SEMA. That no, 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 not at SEMA. It was the X Game rally course, yeah. and he was. It was like a press day, and he was giving rides. They go over that jump and all that stuff, and he was. And dude, they broke my balls hard as fuck. I even think they did a Hoonigan video of <laughs> Taylor's won't get in the car, and I was just like. I'm not getting in the fucking car, dude. Like, it, it's just not fun. I, you know what I mean? I don't like getting banged around and shit whipped all over. Hey, it's just didn't you made a special appearance in? Uh, was it a couple of those or just one of those? Weren't you in one of those? Uh, I in San Francisco. Yeah, the Frisco one. The the dude sitting in the trolley while he was going around was me. That's awesome. It was cool. Tom Vigu. Tom Vigu, I rode passenger with Dale Jr. around Charlotte Motor Speedway at 168 miles an hour and had quite a bit of pucker going on. <laughs> if you guys, okay, you got to know who Tom Vigu is and what this man looks like because thinking about him fearful of anything is is like the boogeyman being scared of something. Not that you look like the boogeyman, Tom. Please do not hurt me. <laughs> but Tom like literally looks like. He could he I don't know how to explain him. He just looks like a rough and tumble badass. Tom old. You're not you're not old, Tom. Don't take it that way. Tom went one sixty eight, but his mustache just stayed along for the ride to a full two hundred plus. 
That guy's awesome. Um, Michael Bunn, this would be so much better without Logan. Yeah, that's a good joke, man. <laughs> Look at Logan's face. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised we, we all agree now. with – who is that, Tom? We all agree with Tom, but it's Logan's I'm deal. surprised Bunn wasn't able to check in with his parole officer for the – you know, we'll talk about it later. Tom's mad that I called him old. Look at him. I didn't call you old, Tom. I said you're old, like O-L within a, with a little apostrophe. Old Tom Big U. But anyway, I'm hoping that my new wastegate that shows up fixes this weird issue I'm having. So Wednesday. Anyway, I'm still mad that you never got in the car with Vaughn Gittin at Gingerman. Yeah, he was mad too. But I had Lila with me, so I couldn't. Who was I going to pawn Lila off to? Like here, put uh, Lila in the car me. with him. She Lila would have rode with him. She was too small. But she's like me. She doesn't like riding either. She likes driving. But when I'm like, hey, you want to go for a ride in this? She'll be like, uh. I'd be like, I'll be mellow. But then when she gets in her own little vehicles, I mean, game on with her, you know? And if you all don't know, uh, Josh's daughter, Lila, is actually more famous than Josh. So she's got – she has his little drift power wheels that, like if – you, if you go on, on Facebook right now and go to share a GIF and you type in kid drift or drift anything, Except there's a, a little girl that will – yeah, she'll drift out of the parking out of the parking lot into the street, and that is Josh's daughter, Lila. Yeah, um, ran that car. She's yep. been she's the red viral, crazy viral. With, uh, the Red Dragon. Yeah, I put it on the wall. That thing's got over two hundred and fifty million views on it. So, can she yeah. like shout us out? Can we get like a shout out? <laughs> or, how much? How much does she want for a mention? Yeah, how much does she want for an? Can she add us in her next video? <laughs> I mean, we license her, uh, but she is a she. Huh? could license one out for sure. What do you pay her for an allowance? We'll 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 double it. Oh man, you know we're about to. She I was pays about, Josh's allowance. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I had to dip into her account in early COVID, and she was like, "What?" I said, "Look, you're helping the family." She was like, "All right, well, just pay me back." That's awesome. <laughs> She's saving up her money because she really wants to buy a, a house. That's what she wants. She will, too. She is way more responsible than any of us. Yeah. And she's crazy. She is fearless. She's a fearless child. She took a header off a bunk bed in, like, nothing. It just got up and walked away. Started showing me all the dead <laughs> bugs. She'll, like, pull, she'll, like, walk and be like, Logan, what's up, dude? I'm like, why do you talk like that? You're a little girl. No worries, bro. Just come over. Look at all these dead. She doesn't say that. She said, look at all these dead specimens. And it's like all these things she's hunted herself in the yard or found. Well, I'll tell you what she did do. We we were in Detroit and they went to uh, like one of those taxidermy style shops where they sell all the dead animals that are stuffed and shit. And she bought a bat, which mouth was all open. And it was like a stuffed bat that it even smelled like an old dead bat. You know she what bought, an old dead bat smells like? That I smells, do now. It smells just like COVID. <laughs> she built, she bought this bat, and, I, and it came in a bag that said, like, toxic and all this stuff on it. I said, what are you going to do with that? She's like, I'm going to hang it above my, my bed. And she literally hung it right above her head where she sleeps on the wall and just had this bat. You're raising a young Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. I love it. Pretty well. I'm such a big fan. Hey, Josh, since you're, you know, world-famous skateboarder and everything – I'm sure you have more stories than we do in, you know, motorsports related. So I'm going to put you on the spot. And I got a question. What is the wildest car you have ever had the privilege of driving? Not that many, to be honest. What's the wildest ride you've ever been on in a car? Probably uh, my buddy Heath here in Grand Rapids when I first met him. And he uh, he said, yeah, you want, you want to go for a ride in my car? All, like, real creepy. And I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yep. You know, and it was, like, his way of, like, his introduction, you know? Like, what's up? And I said, okay, let's go. And he just – and that's probably what fucked me up is being a passenger for so long. And he literally on the on-ramp getting onto the freeway just clicked his little IROC Z Camaro fucking in the second gear and just drifted me the entire on-ramp onto the freeway <laughs> and that was my introduction and i said let me the fuck out of this car and he was like it goes pretty good huh and i was just like dude let me out <laughs> and now he's he's one of my best friends i trust him like you wouldn't believe uh i still won't 
get in a car with him unless he's <laughs> driving his little fucking 200 horsepower thing. But, dude, he I was in a 700 horsepower Porsche one time going through some little canyon twisty roads. They're not canyons out here, but – and he was in a Toyota, I think, Tercel with 300,000 miles, and he would outrun me through the turns, but – you know, obviously I catch him on the straights, but he would outrun me through the fucking turns because I was just a little pussy and, <laughs> and just don't know how to fucking, I don't know what it feels like going through turns like that. Yeah. Anyway, his license plate is the Stig on his uh, regular car and, and he was an instructor at <laughs> Gingerman. And was he, he really? He could drive. I didn't know all that about Heath. Heath is an awesome dude too. Yeah, he's, he's a awesome. great dude, man. He's it. One of those dude, like the first time I met him, I think you just showed up with him at the shop we were at Autocraft, and you just showed up with him, or you he you picked him up or something, and that that was the first time I met him, and it was like immediately like he's just a you're around him, he's just a super nice guy. I would he's never get in the car with him after hearing that story though, so thank you for that. Yeah, he he was the instigator at all the street races. He would be the one to go up and talk the shit and set up the races for whoever was gonna race, and uh, he's he's just a good dude. He thought yeah. he struck me as one of those people like the whole time that I was around him when we were at Ship Sector like. How, is this? I've never. I can't imagine seeing him pissed off. It seems like him. such a. It seems like such a positive guy, but you can kind of see that little tinge of crazy in the back of his eye. Like, bro, <laughs> I've seen him. I've this seen dude him. Will stab me if I get on his bad side in a heartbeat. <laughs> I've seen him snap, and I was like, "Whoa, what?" I was almost like excited to see it, even though the situation, <laughs> the situation could have been crazy because, you know, who knows? But I was like, "Whoa." I even let it go for a little bit before I like stepped in and try to break it up. I was just like, wait, I got to watch this. Heath yeah, it's happening right now. <laughs> it's crazy to me that you let it go because when I was around Heath, all he did was tell me about the 5 million different types of guns he has. Yeah, so I'm like, man, get wild. I'd be like, dude, I know you got like some Betty Boop 22 in your boot oh, right man. now. You pull out like, dude. No, dude. when he gets in my car, I always ask him like, how many guns you got on you. And he won't tell me. And sometimes it's three, sometimes it's eight. <laughs> Sometimes he's putting them in all over my car. Yeah. <laughs> How much time you got? Yeah. No, he's a good dude. Shout out Heath. Heath had a little bit of a surgery too. Would he have his appendix out or something recently? Wasn't it something real minor? No, dude. He survived a <laughs> he survived an aneurysm, bro. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. He went then, to the gate. He went to the heavenly gates and was like, nah. And he came back. Like, dude, he's nice. a badass, dude. If you're not nice. listening and you watch this later, Heath, shout out. We're all on your knob right now, brother. <laughs> all on that knob dude so what's next man when you guys putting up my clapped out video i filmed and then you guys never put it out i need you to send me that we transfer again because uh, it's just it's in the well, mail stickers it? uh i think so you guys I watched it, it but i didn't download it no i want to put it up i'm gonna put it up the intro is I ridiculous to, i need to come back up to michigan and we need to do another video josh anytime dude come up I and say fix that, my car right now it's over there just chilling if i had the, if the notch got done today and i was able to i for sure would look at that box when did you get that toolbox he's been had that should we tell oh. him where he got it here's the uh here's <laughs> what i found which i'm hoping is the issue you see where is it at this little guy that's folded over right there on the wastegate there's that pinch yeah. pinch diaphragm on the wastegate looks like it may have been causing a vacuum and, but, leak but obviously it was there for the last couple of years. So um, if it got progressively worse, then that could be the problem. But I put the Mighty Vac on it and it wouldn't hold. It wouldn't even get up to 25 pounds. And then it was literally like coming down. And the other people that are for people that are listening to this on audio, he has the wastegate hat pulled in the diaphragm that seals inside the gate. That diaphragm is pinched and just deteriorated from heat it looks like just use which is honestly a regular maintenance item on on anything that's street driven like his car is it's it's pretty much the automotive equivalent of zipping your nuts up in your zipper yeah which is my uh, favorite thing to do <laughs> hopefully that was the problem it's the only way i can finish we'll find out wednesday i ordered a new gate and a rebuild kit so i can always have one just on deck and you've been having fun with the car on the street. And I, I take it from our recent conversations, Mr. Josh, that you are enjoying the car on the street so much that you're yearning for half mile racing, maybe coming to a conclusion this year so you can just enjoy the car instead of having to prep it for these events all the time. What do you, what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I was never chasing a 200 mile an hour pass, but then 
the thing went 193 and I was like, oh shit, it's possible. So, um, and just to back this up again, people that are new to clapped out, Josh's Camaro and Rye, you'll back this up has the has a rotating assembly that should not be able to do what it's done repeatedly for the years no. of abuse. It's Josh, did we, did we just talk about this about mm, three, four hours ago? <laughs> this yeah. is our exact conversation that we had on the phone. <laughs> Here's the only thing I can surmise from this, okay? And this is my honest opinion, and I hope that Mr. Steve Morris doesn't take this, you know, to heart. But it's, what has it got, an eagle crank? Mm -hmm. And then, is it Carrillo rods? Or what no, rods are in it? They're manly rods. Are they manly rods, rods and CP pistons. Yeah. But yeah. regardless, it's a stock iron block six liter that's been rebuilt a few times now. Um, and I and the reason I mentioned Steve is I think that Steve has. I think he's a I think he's a fucking witch. I think he's got <laughs> black magic, dude. I think he's a witch. I think he's Harry Potter, dude. I think he's Harry Potter because he made he. I don't want him to say any timing numbers on podcast because it's his tune. But this thing is very aggressive. Um, in my opinion, and he, in terms of power, it makes over a thousand on 93 octane, right? What do you mean? 1100 1150. on 93? 1150. So 1150 on 93 octane and 1300 on 100 octane or 110? Uh, C16. And then yeah. there's about, that was at 22 pounds and there's about another 100, 140 horsepower left because I'm probably going to have to see 25 pounds. But hey, before Steve tuned it, the last setup, which was real similar. I mean, it's, it's the same rod, same piston, same crank, same block. The only thing that was changed were the cam and the turbos, pretty much. And before that, it was Brian Macy who tuned it. And it was just the same power. It was like a 1,000 wheel on pump gas and 1,300 on uh, C16. And that yeah. lasted for four years. And the only thing that went yeah. bad was the rings. And if I remember, Brian Macy actually helped us get that thing running too. I talked to him. He's a he's a really intelligent guy. Dude, Macy's way smarter dude. Macy's than I am. Guy, dude. I, yeah. You know. and, and Morris is the guy he's, too. But he's I switched on. I, I I worked with Macy for fuck man five six seven years. I don't know. I mean, he was in the hospital one time and he was tuning my car while he was sitting in the chair and I was at airstrip. You know, <laughs> like. Before, I mean, before this version of the motor that you got in there now that, that Morris tuned, the one that we that was built in Cali, remember we talked when, when Chris and Sean out there built the motor, we told them, oh, like 18, 19 pounds of boost, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And we ended up going to 26. I'm like, shit, I wish I knew three years ago we could have went 26 because we would have been in the 190s a couple years earlier <laughs> and it's it's like you said it's a bunch of shelf parts there's nothing fancy in that short block unported what are the what are the heads uh afr heads afr 230 yeah. like nothing fancy just you could literally add it to your card on summit racing and replicate the combination basically and yeah and dude it is uh it is an anomaly certainly not the the rule but the exception Donald was crying outside. I had to get him. He just doesn't like when dad's away. Oh, this is not the one that pees in the toaster, by the way. This is the only good one I have left. His name's Don. Say hi. If you're listening you to audio, are, Logan is now. As a tiger. I have a full-grown tiger in my lap. He's playing with his liger. <laughs> He's fine. Now PETA is going oh, to be on us. Oh, so, anyway, this, I think... Uh, I think that's a good. I don't know if you guys have anything else to talk about today. It was very. It was a very. Uh, that was good. I don't know, good show. I feel really good about it. We're not live anymore, right? So we could just talk about how. No, we're, we're still doing. live. But hey, I do want to congratulate. Well, before we get off of here, uh, I knew you were live. Pretty, a joke. pretty sure joke. that they've sealed the deal. But shout out to James and Garrett over there and Cletus on Rocky Mountain Raceway because I'm pretty sure that they clinched first place in their respective classes. Each of them in every class? In stick shift and then the 850 class for James. So Garrett was in stick shift with a substantial lead, and James was crushing them uh, going into today. So as long as he ran like basically an 880 thing, he clinched the win. So he's basically putting on a clinic out there. These boys out there clinching wins, I'm just clinching dookies, man. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> pinching a loaf. Just pinching loafs and clinching dookies. Hey, where is the RX-7 anyway? In the garage. 
Looking like a snack that needs to be need, sold. You should be podcasting in the garage. Look, there's my car. There's Rye's car. Mm, okay. I'm going to wind this back. You have a detached garage with air conditioning, so you're sitting in basically a, a spa. Yeah, I got the door open and everything. Come on. I, I'm, I was Rye's like, Rye, got if Rye's three daughters out, and a I'm wife in the house, out. so he can't film inside. <laughs> Your AC is for sure on. 100% no, you're in the AC. 100% right? is not. 100% okay, well, is not. Look, all right, well, just put take your pants off and let me see what's Look. going on in your inner thighs. See how sweaty they are. Doors open. Damn, dude. Sweat box. Mow your lawn, you geriatric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Go back Go back outside to the Jumanji lawn. Look, God. That's the lawn. That's Good. property, dog. You know, it's when like, you have property, you let you it grow. The, be natural. Hey, man, what are you doing? Let the let palace. Are you walking around with your with your i your iMac right now, your MacBook right now? Yeah, yeah, my you little laptop. Are a baller, dude. Hey, did you ever get with Yellow Wolf on doing an intro for our show? We <laughs> talked about this before you joined. Yeah, we need one for the podcast. The what? Remember how you promised me that since you're best friends with Yellow Wolf, you were gonna force him to do a song for us? Yeah, that was before I tried to get stickers and then you guys didn't send me stickers for a year so i told yellow I've, I've already sent the stickers <laughs> says, do we want it? Does, does yellow wolf want some stickers yeah no, I got send, yeah just, just give me yellow wolf's home address and his cell phone number i'll take care of the stickers yeah, write it down on a piece of paper and hold his number up on the screen right now will northrup no one that owns a twin turbo camaro mows their own lawn <laughs> i'm true. on my own lawn yeah I know i'll walk do. up to the thing and show you my mower dickhead you know what I mean? I got a Husqvarna little tractor. Come on. It's not a tractor. It's a riding mower. It's a tractor. Bro, it's a fucking lawnmower. Yeah, it's a riding lawnmower tractor. Don't try and church it up, dude. It's a tractor. Everybody, I want to wrap this up. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another episode. Ride is the intro. I do the outro. Josh is the meat in the Logan Rice sandwich. Everybody that tuned in today, I know that we are in a political and socially awkward time. And I appreciate everybody putting that stuff on the back burner and just enjoying life in motorsports. I think it's a great outlet for everybody. And I, I love that everyone's tuning in and getting away from the day-to-day -day, uh, junk that we're spoon-fed. So everybody have a wonderful upcoming work week. Rye, put your pants back on. The viewer, the listeners at home, they're just listening to this. Rye is getting completely nude right now. This is an, this is going to be a podcast, so you can't negate what I'm saying. And he is he's doing that. Is correct. <laughs> Hold on, I got to show y'all my mower because somebody's oh, like, let yes. me see the mower. No, Flapdown.com/store. Yes, buy stickers. Are we going to hang up while he's doing? Did you? Yes. Let's see the mower, Josh. <laughs> Bam. It's not All a right. it's not a tractor. <laughs>